This is the uncensored voice. No bullshit, just real shit. Discussing things that will stir the pot. Only here on the uncensored voice. With your host, Ricky Midnight. Your money's not wasted like that $55 million. Hi guys, this is Ricky Midnight. I'm here in my studio trying to make another podcast for you, trying to spread the truth, trying to open people's minds to hearing the truth. Whether you agree with me or not, at least if you open your mind, that's what matters. Please subscribe to my channel. Hi guys, this is Ricky Midnight, the Uncensored Voice. As you know, here lately I've been talking to a lot of people who have lost loved ones um, because of the hospital's greed, because they give them remdesivir, because it's their protocol. Uh, even though they know their protocol is killing people, they still do it because there's a paycheck involved. And that's what it's about for the hospital. It's not like you think. It's not like, hey, we're going to do whatever we can to save your life and make you better. No, we're going to do whatever we can to make a paycheck. This is Kathy from Georgia. Kathy, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, my husband was a truck driver. He was out in Kansas. His truck had broke down and he was in a hotel for two weeks at least. And on the morning of January 27th, he had texted me saying that he needed to call EMS because he couldn't breathe. He had went to the bathroom and it just felt like he had ran two miles. I was like, the bathroom ain't that far in a hotel. He said, I know. He said, I just, I don't feel good. I can't breathe. I said, okay. I said, well, call me back and let me know. I said, I really don't want you going to a hospital. You know how I feel. He goes, but I have no choice but to call EMS. Okay, fine. So we called EMS. I hadn't heard anything. So I called him back. I said, what's going on? He said, I have to go to the hospital. I said, no, you don't. I said, what is your oxygen at? And he said, they told him it was 55. I said, great. I said, I really don't want you going to the hospital. I said, because they're going to kill you. I just, I just know it. Well, I heard, I guess it was the EMS. She said, well, if he stays here, he's going to die. It's fine. So I'm not going to argue with him. He goes to the emergency room. He lets me know he's there. I called them. As soon as I knew he hit that emergency room, I said, do not give him rendesimere and do not put him on a ventilator. Fine, whatever. Is how the nurse acted toward me. Well, they progressed and he said his oxygen was coming up. I said, well, that's good. That means you'll be getting out there probably later on tonight. He said, yeah, probably. Well, then a couple hours later, he come back. He said, I tested positive for COVID. I said, whatever, Mark. I said, you already know that story's for the birds. He said, well, all I know is I got COVID pneumonia. I said, okay. I said, now what? He said, I don't know. I said, well, you better not let them give you remdesivir. I said, you already know what that's going to do to you. He said, yes, dear. That's all he would tell me. Yes, dear. That was his famous words. Did he, did he not really believe the, um, the, what, what remdesivir would pe- do to people? Or is that what he was kind of- I was getting his eyes open to it, mm-hmm. but I guess he felt so bad. It just wanted to feel better is why he he was just yes dear because as soon as he hit the er they put him on the 
BiPAP. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't know nothing about this until I got his medical records. They had given him 300 milligrams of remdesivir right there in the hospital, in the ER. I didn't know. They give him like nine different medicines at one time at 11.32. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking at this and I'm wanting somebody to explain why they give him all these medicines at one time. Of course, can't nobody answer the question because don't nobody know. Well, he tells me they're moving him up to ICU. I'm like, great. I said, I've got to figure out how to get out there. He said, honey, we don't have the money, which we didn't because, you know, being a truck driver, if the wheels ain't rolling, you ain't making the money. So they get him up to ICU and I call up there and I'm telling the nurse, as far as I know, he hasn't had any remdesivir so far. So I call up there and I'm telling the nurse, do not give him this, give him IV, ICM and HCQ. I said, and oxygen steroids, that's all he needs. Well, he's already had remdesivir. Well, wait a minute, what? I said, don't give him no more. I said, Do you, if I find out you give him more, I, God help you. So they get him up there, they get him situated, me and him are texting back and forth, all, you know, He's feeling better one one day. The next day, he's just tired. He, They didn't even give him a bath. I kept asking, have they come in and give you, a, you know, at least a bath? He said, no, they won't let me go take a shower because the BiPAP won't reach to the shower. I was like, well, they need to give you a bath. I said, I'm sure you don't smell like great. He said, well, I'll, I'll say something. Whatever. I know, you, I know you ain't because you're bashful. You don't want people seeing body parts that they don't need to be seeing. So that Friday on the 29th, on the 30th, I think it was, his doctor then had called me talking about putting him on a ventilator. Nope, 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 nope. We ain't doing the ventilator. Nope. I said, he don't need it. I said, he's telling me his oxygen level is staying above 88. Why does he need to be put on a ventilator? Well, his lungs, you know how COVID is. No, I don't. But I know he don't need to be put on a ventilator. I said, because you put that ventilator on him. I said, now that he's done had that remdesivir, I said, guess what? Now I ain't going to have a husband at all. So I told Mark, I said, do not let them put you on a ventilator. Going through the records, I seen he fought it. He did fight it till the 2nd of February. And he had texted me that morning saying that they were, he had no choice. I said, what do you mean you have no choice of what? He said, I've got to go on a ventilator. He said, I can't breathe. No, you ain't going on a ventilator. Something's up. Well, hit the new doctor, because the old one had switched hospitals. Now he's got a new doctor. She calls me. Me and her get into it, because I'm telling her, no, you're not putting him on a ventilator. She said, well, he probably will end up on one by the end of the day, because he can't breathe. I'm mad. 
I'm telling him, I said, do not let them put you on a ventilator. He goes, honey, I have no choice. It feels like somebody's sitting on my chest. Mark, and me and him actually got into a little argument over the ventilator. Well, I checked, I, he said he was going to lay down because he didn't feel good. He was tired. His phone was going dead. So I texted him about eight o'clock at night, telling him I loved him. I missed him. Asked him how he was feeling. Waited to about nine, 10 o'clock because I figured he was sleeping. Called up there and they had done vented him and nobody had called me and told me. Nobody. Needless to say, I went off the deep end. There were some choice words that come out of my mouth. I wasn't too happy about what I said afterwards, but you put my husband on a ventilator and didn't even have the audacity to call me and tell me. You didn't even let him call home and say, you know, say, honey, they're putting me on a ventilator here in a few minutes. Love you. Whatever he wanted to say. Well, then he's on the ventilator. His lung collapsed between 10 o'clock and 9 o'clock Tuesday morning. Okay, well, what made that happen? I don't know. Were you able to see him at all? Did they allow you to go in there at all? Well, they were you go up to Kansas. Well, they were telling me that if I was to go up there, that I could see him for an hour a day. Well, I called his boss to see if they could help me get up there because they knew he had been broke down. I, I, I didn't work. I was the stay-at-home wife, take care of the house, the dogs, and mm-hmm. the bills. And his boss said, how do you know once you get up there they're actually going to let you see him? Which is... They had a point. What if I spend, you know, $230 on an airplane to get out there? Now I'm paying for a hotel and food. Who's to say that even let me in there? Yeah. Even though that's what they were telling me on the phone. Mm-hmm. And that, and I still beat myself up for that. I feel like I should have been there. Should have spent the 230 some odd dollars. I know. I know. It, it, but when you don't have it, I know. It's, like I said, I I couldn't go to my brother's funeral. I didn't have the money. I just didn't have the money. I couldn't take time off. Can't take time off. Um, one day, and I'm you know I'm done. My bills aren't getting paid. So I understand completely. So I'm asking, you know, what meds are he is he on? Wouldn't get an answer. Why did his lung collapse? I don't know. We're we're trying to figure that out. Did they I mean I would ask water? They have water in the lungs or anything like that? They- she said that it was scarring from the coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. Well then she calls me Wednesday. No, Thursday. Because this doctor would not call me every day and give me updates, even though I was calling up there two and three times a day. <clears throat> the nurses can only tell you so much or would tell me so much. So I'm saying, well, look, let me speak to the doctor because somebody's going to answer my questions. Well, I'd ask the doctor the same thing, and she wouldn't answer my questions. 
last time I spoke to her before she called me again was I think that Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, telling me that he's got air in his lungs, around in his stomach, around his heart. Well, how are you taking care of this? She said, well, we got a tube in his chest. Okay. Ain't I supposed to know all this stuff as you're doing it? I mean, that's what I thought. I'm his wife. I, I have the right to know. And the last time I talked to her, I caught up there Sunday night before I went to bed. They said he was good. He was stable. And these are the answers I got every day. He's good. He's stable. He's good. He's stable. They wouldn't answer questions. They wouldn't tell me what medications they had him on. The only reason I know what he was on is because I've sat here and boohooed going through his medical records. The only reason I know what happened to him is because of his medical records. Thank God for Google. Oh, they didn't give them to you. You actually had to Google them. Well, I when I got them, mm-hmm. there's things in there I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the internet Googling all this stuff, trying to break it down to my level to where I would understand what had happened. Come to find out after I got his records, his colon had collapsed. He had a hole either in his colon or his um, intestines. His lung collapsed on the 30th that nobody even told me about. I mean, even his organs were shutting down on the 4th or the 5th. Why are you torturing my husband? What did he ever do to you? Was it because he was unvaxxed? Well, that's his choice. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us are vaxxed. Yeah, you know. They I, didn't feed him. They withheld fluids. Yeah. That's, that's just a common. That's what I hear. I hear that if you go in there and you're not vaxxed, they're going to not feed you. They're not going to give you fluids. Uh is it because they're giving you remdesivir and you're retaining fluids? Maybe they shouldn't give remdesivir. Then that wouldn't be a case, but they see a paycheck. They see a paycheck. That's the only thing I can conclude from this. They see a paycheck and that's just terrible. And then she calls me Monday morning at eight o'clock telling me I need to get out there because it don't look good. Okay. Do you realize I have three dogs? I've got to get to the border. Then I've got an hour and a half drive to the airport and pray that I can even get out on the first plane and then get out there, which is what, maybe an hour flight, maybe? I don't know. I'm, I don't like flying. So if I can drive, I, I'm driving. Yeah. By nine o'clock, she had called me and told me he was gone. And I hit the floor squalling. Well, I'm sorry. And to this day, I still can't believe, I'm still in denial. I've got his medical records. I've got his ashes. I've got a death certificate. But I still say my husband's alive somewhere. I don't know how. Every time my phone rings, I get all excited thinking it's him. I expect him to knock on the door to let for me to let him in because he knows I leave that door locked, even though I got three shepherds. That front door still stays locked. I don't understand how they're getting away with it. 
I don't understand either. I really, I, I try to get the word out. That's the best I can do. Um, I don't understand how they can get away with it. How these liberals, and that's, that's all I can think of. The liberals are okay with the government doing these things to us. As I suggested to a friend of mine earlier, is it punishment because we don't want to take the vaccine to alter our bodies? Is it punishment? Is that what they're doing this to us? You know, I just threw out the question. I don't know. It's, and that's even in his medical records quite a few times that he was unvaxxed. Mm-hmm. He even verbalized that he wanted to live. Okay, yes, my husband wanted to live. I wanted him to live. I mean, in one day, I kid you not, they give him 600 milligrams of remdesivir. And that's in his medical records. I don't know if I was supposed to know that, but that's what's in his medical records. They give him, I know, at least three in the ER, 300. When they admit someone with COVID, then they get a paycheck. When they say, oh, every time they they give them remdesivir or anything for it, they get a paycheck. So, yeah, of course, they're going to, and the more they give them, the more they get paid. So, yeah, of course, there's paychecks involved in all of these things. And it's terrible that they're they're destroying our lives. I don't trust hospitals. And what gets me, I don't either. I won't go to a hospital. I won't even go to a doctor. If I can't take care of it on my own, then guess what? I guess God's just going to take me because exactly I'm not going. That's what I tell my wife all the time. Don't ever take me to a hospital. If I collapse in the middle of the yard, just let me lay there and die. Uh, I don't want to go. It, it, just let me go straight to the light. And- yeah. I'll, I'll go to a better place. My neighbor, she's real. She's a real sweet girl. She's a, a physician's assistant. Um, you know, she can come over and help me as long as she doesn't give me a shot, you know, but. Um, oh, right. Yeah. It's like I had a friend of mine. She had her daughter look at his ER records last night. Well, that looks normal for COVID pneumonia. Do you understand there's like 32 medicines that they give him before he even went upstairs? That's not normal. I've never heard of giving that many medications. They had him on morphine the first day. Morphine, oxycodone, Tylenol. um, Melatonin to help him sleep. My husband has no problem sleeping. I promise you that. Mm. So why is he on all these medications? And then when they put him on the ventilator, they started pumping him with 2,000 a day fentanyl. It's like, really? Like going into a concentration camp, checking yourself in to Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never leave. And that's just unfortunate that we would have to say that about our hospitals. You know, um, it's when I was growing up, it was something that was trusted. Going to the hospital, you're, you're, you trust the doctors. They're going to do good for you. They're going to make you better. I don't trust them. You know, I, I won't go to a hospital because I just don't know what they're going to do to me. I go in there uh, with a stubbed toe, you know, a, a, a blood blister or something. Next thing I, I know, I have COVID, so I won't go. I just won't go. Right. I even told him to have them retest him, know whether they did or not. Yeah. Or he even brought it up. I don't know. They, well, yeah, they may have said that they retested him. They probably didn't because it's already made up. They've already made up their mind that he has COVID. 
I think as soon as they found out that he was unvaxxed, he was doomed. And that's what I told him. I said, you know, as soon as they put that vent on you, I said, you're doomed. I said, they're not telling me everything. I know they're not. So did you get this information from Protocol Kills? Um, Did you learn about it from Joey's Angels? Yes, sir. Okay. That's that's exactly what she's trying to do. She's trying to get the word out. I'm trying to get the word out. Um, Joey's Angels is, is a great site. Protocol Kills is a great site. I'm I'm glad we're getting the word out to more and more people. And I was just unfortunate. Your husband, this happened happened to him and he didn't um really understand what was happening. You know, like you said, oh yes, dear, yes, dear. Which sounds like something I would have done before I actually started learning about these things. I would have probably told my wife the same thing. You know, it's typical of a guy. Yes, dear, whatever. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Typical of a oh, right. guy. But um, yeah, now that I've I've you know, I've I've met um, Greta and um, Therese. Now, now I know. You know, this is a real thing. So, I mean, it, at least I was starting to open his eyes to it, so he knew. Once I told him something, not to do it, but for some reason, and they're saying that he consented to it. I do not see my husband consenting to it. I really don't. Ask for his signed consent. Because if he consented to it, they would have had to have him sign it, right? I'm assuming. Supposedly, when he was in the ER, they he verbalized it because he was on that bypass. He didn't sign a thing. Yeah. Uh, sounds very suspicious to me. It, exactly. Because I know my husband better than that. Yeah. I don't and I, unless they give it to him and he didn't know what he was getting. What my mom went into the hospital here recently. Um, she's fine. She's got out, but she went in 82 year old lady. She goes in the hospital. I did exactly the same thing. I was actually in there with her and here in San Antonio, they didn't give us any, or they didn't give me any grief about wearing a mask, going in there, nothing at all. I was prepared. I, I, as soon as I got into emergency room, I texted Greta. I said, look, Greta, this is what's happening. What do I need to know? And she told me and, um, they didn't give me any any grief, but I definitely and I and I pissed off some of the nurses. I checked every single bottle they were going to put into her arm. I picked up the bottle. I read it. Didn't understand what I was reading, but it didn't say remdesivir. And so I know I pissed them off. One of them came in and caught me looking at the bottle like, what the hell are you doing? That kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I definitely was there to make sure she didn't get shot with that. At least while I was there. So. And And I guess that's why I wanted to be there so bad to make sure they didn't didn't give <clears throat> excuse me didn't give it to him but then again like i said we didn't have the money he was already broke down fixing a big truck ain't isn't she ain't cheap and it was his wiring harness which was going to cost ten thousand dollars to fix i don't want nobody else to live what i'm going through I appreciate you coming on, letting us know, you know, telling your story, letting, letting people know the more videos I can get out there, the more, you know, we can get people to open their eyes to this. So, but I appreciate you speaking with me, Kathy, and God bless you. Thank you you for having me. God bless you. This is Ricky Midnight, proudly unpoisoned. God bless America. God bless Texas. Thanks for listening to the uncensored voice. 
Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, on the Uncensored Voice, we tell it like it is. So be safe, my friends, and may God bless America.